and welcome to yet another episode. This episode is going to be fun and I say fun because we are going to talk about games and not just games but accessible games. Yep, that's right, accessible games. There are a lot of options like there are card games, board games, um, and there's also, like, client servers, um, that have games that you can play and things of that nature. So, let's get into it. But first, okay. um, Kimberly, how are you doing? I completely forgot to say hi oh, and I'm, see how you were doing. I'm doing well. Uh, it's almost the end of winter and it's spring and it's been nice out. So things are going good here. How are you? I am great. I cannot wait for winter to be over. I am ready to start to welcome spring and do some spring cleaning. Every year I purge my closet. And so <laughs> it'll definitely be one of those moments where I'm just ready to do that. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> to stay on topic, I want to ask you, when you were growing up, were there any games that you enjoyed playing? Um... Oh, you put me on the spot. I mean, any board games that we had as kids that you could play with a group of friends, things like that. I liked doing that. I can't think of any off the top of my head at the moment. Just whatever was popular, I guess. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed... Um playing uh, board games as well. I cannot talk today. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember Sorry was one that I enjoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played it in a when long time. When I got time. older, I was really big into Skippo. Ooh. The card game. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, I guess whatever was popular, whatever was the game to get that year I wanted. <laughs> yeah, and oh my god, Bop It for me was a game that I loved and I still love. Yeah, I haven't played it in a while, but it's like one of those games that it's it wasn't made for the blind, but the blind are able to do. Yeah, we yeah. adopted it. Like, we... I'd say that we made it ours because 
I mean, who doesn't like Bop It? It is so easy to follow along, and you just, you just can't miss it. Yep. I, it was really big when I was a teenager, and I remember I asked for it for Christmas and didn't get it, but then my stepsister, who didn't know I wanted it, got it for me, and I was so excited, and I remember sitting in my dad's basement with my cousin and us doing the pass it thing and just going back and forth passing it back and forth across to each other and playing it that Christmas yeah I never like I didn't get it as a child and I don't know if I just like completely dismissed it or like never thought about it um but I did play it in school and I I loved it like, I remember in the 5th to 6th grade, like, um, we would have, like, days, like, in the afternoon where, like, my homeroom teacher was like, you know, let's just play Bop It. Like, she had the game, and cool. we would all play it as a class. Um, cool. And uh, it was something that everybody enjoyed. Um, but two years ago, when I was in training... You know, the pandemic happened, and I was so bored, and I was just kind of like, you know, I'm I'm going to get Bop It. So, <laughs> I got the big Bop It. My mom had got the little, you know, like the little um, miniature Bop It toy for me. They had them at mm -hmm. Aldi, um, oh, along cool. with, um, I think there's a Simon Says game where like you match the sounds or whatever um but she got me the bop it toy because I'd asked her for it it was only like 10 bucks and mm -hmm. um she was asking me she's like oh like what what is it like what do you do and I'm like oh you um it'll tell you um you you go by sound and she's like oh that's awesome and so I took that with me to training and me and my friends would just play with it. And then I got the bigger one. It's, it's like, um, a very updated version. So it has things like take a selfie, um, drink it, oh. um, hammer it, golf it, you know, like motions that you do. But it also oh has like the regular setting where it just does like the bop it, twist it, pull it, um, and then it has a setting where it's beatbox and it like does the whole like sounds and you basically just um, listen to the sound that it's making. Which mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of fun with that setting. <laughs> so yeah, that is one game that I absolutely love till this day as an adult and I will forever play Bop It. We used to have tournaments at Lions Camp. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I discovered it, I think, was at Lions. It was the craze when I was, like, in my teens. And then they came out with, like, the one that was, like, flick it, spin it. It was, like, yep. whoa, that's too many. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember that one, yeah. But, oh, my God. I think it's just crazy how it's a game that was so 
popular and with like with the sighted community you know because it was made for you know it wasn't even made with like the blind people in mind at all well, and it, it like i said we adopted it so but yeah let's talk about different categories of like games because you know there's different types and right well we can stay on the topic of games that were made but not for blind people in mind but that blind people can play if you want um so i was thinking jenga Ooh, He's yes. a regular i love jenga yeah it's it's fun i love my giant jenga it's awesome. yes i have the giant jenga the regular one and my mom got me like a miniature Jenga-esque um, tower game where they're like little pieces that like you can play like in the table, you know, on the table and stuff like that. Right. Cool. Um, Tic-tac-toe. Yep. Uh, that's all tactile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connect Four, too. I used to play that with my nephew, I remember. Yep. One that I would bring to camp all the time that was definitely one that is blind-friendly, but a regular game, Moncala. Mm, yes, I have that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I still have that. Mm -hmm. What about Dominoes? Yes, yes. Definitely dominoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how to play dominoes, but my brother does. I know how. Uh, it's pretty easy. That's all I have for regular ones. That yeah. One. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some, but I cannot think of any at the moment, but... With dominoes, another thing that comes to mind, like, in Latino culture, a lot of, like, older Latinos love playing dominoes. Like, it's a good pastime. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did you want to go to next? How about board games? Okay. Well, some board games require dice, and there's dice that is, is like, how would you explain it, Angie? Um, there's dice that are tactile. Yeah, where instead of the dots being, going in, they poke out. Yep, I have mm -hmm. some. Yeah, me too. This isn't really a board game, but speaking of dice, um, so my mom's boyfriend made me this backgammon board. He is so, like, he was a welder, and he just takes on projects with wood and everything in the sun, and he thought of himself making me a backgammon board 
where there are Christmas lights that it's like glass on top and there's Christmas lights so you can see where the uh where the spots are. That is so unique. And then there's grooves in it so you can feel the different parts of the board that you need to be at. Yeah, it was very it was very thoughtful. Uh, and there's dice that go with that. And then I got the dice, but he, he just made the board himself. I was very touched. That is such a sweet gesture. Aww. Yeah. He's always thinking of genius ideas of making things. But there is a Braille Monopoly that is Oh about- my god, yes! I was about to say Braille Monopoly. I, when I was in training... And we were in, like, the beginning of, like, the, the um, pandemic. Um, I played Braille Monopoly, and um, it was awesome. And yep. it is on my wish list on Amazon, and it's expensive. But I want it. Great game. Yeah, I have it, and it's, it is fun. It, it's really, I like that you can still play it, you know. Scrabble, I know they have a, a Braille Scrabble available. Yep. What else? Can you think of any? Um, isn't there Apples to Apples? Yes. Yes, there's Apples to Apples. There's Cards Against Humanity. Yes! I, I have Cards Against Humanity, and I have the Braille Kit, but I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, I absolutely love Cards Against Humanity. Um, it is such a fun game. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. meant for adults, but it's great. I even have the Harry Potter one. Oh, cool. It's called Wizards, uh, what is it called? Oh. Uh, Cards Against Muggles, I think. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I would definitely like to braille that someday. With some help, because there's a lot of cards. Oh, yeah. Um, I know there's there's a kit, but the only problem with the kits is that you need sighted help to put the cards in the sleeves with the Braille on. Yes, yes. There is a company called 64 Ounce Games, and they make Braille kits for board games. Yep. That's who I got my Monopoly through, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they have a bunch of games, so you guys should check them out. They have kits or games of their own that they made up. Or um, the kits with the games. Yep, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm going to put their info in the show notes down below, so... Be sure to check that out. Any other ideas for board games? Well, I don't know if this is counts as a board game, but like checkers. Ooh. They there are some adaptable checkers where they have the pieces um you can tell tactilely which pieces are red and which are 
black stuff Fun. like that. Checkers was another game that I loved playing as a child. Yes, me too. And then chess. Now I want to learn how to play chess. Yeah, it's I don't know how to play it, but it's I a very strategic game. It is, and there's not like one way to play it. Like mind you there's rules, but everyone's strategies of winning is different. My brother um actually knows how to play chess and he's really good at it. Awesome. Yep. Now shout out to our friend Joanne for explaining this to me because I was getting ideas from her and our other friends and she had to explain I was like how can a blind person play chess like how do they know how to move around the board and stuff like that and so she said that there are the pieces like the one color might be like just the pieces by themselves and the other color might have like a peg on top so you know which color is which tactilely oh and that's then, creative yeah and then she said the one has a peg on the bottom where every other you know the the parts the the squares on the board where that peg will fit in that square. So I was, cause I was like, how do you know where you are on the board? Like which square where if you're going over your color or whatever. And, and she said it works that way. And what, then when you move, you say like to B5 or whatever, like I've never played it. So I'm sounding really ignorant right now, but um, then the other person asked to feel around the board and try to strategize from there. Oh my god. Um, I'm probably gonna sound like a huge Harry Potter nerd right now, but when you were giving an example, it <laughs> reminded me of the scene where um, Ron, Harry, and, and uh, Hermione were playing um, wizard chests, and Ron's yeah. like, knights to E5, because like, he was really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I th- why I thought of <laughs> that subconsciously right <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> no but that's the only thing I can think about with chess <laughs> <laughs> no hey I that was a cool scene it's, it's all good so there's that you know there's there's different ways like that Oh, with cards. There's also Uno. Yes, Braille Uno. I I bought it um when I was in training. Yeah. And I was so happy. I was just like, oh my god, there's Braille Uno. It's amazing because you no longer have to like go like to Braille it yourself and like you can just go to a store and get it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, just a regular set of cards for yep. any card game. Yep. And I, I didn't know some. they had this. There's Old Maid, too. Oh. I've never played that game. I did when I was little. So, do you want to talk about games that can be adapted? 
like I was thinking, like, for instance, I have the game upwards. And it's kind of like a Scrabble where you make words off words, but you can stack the letters. Mm. And I put Braille labels on those tiles uh, and made it blind friendly. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'm trying to think really hard on games that can be adapted because, like, I know that we've. I know when we've hung out with our friends, we've done something like that before, but I'm trying to think of what. of what game we were playing or what we did, but I know that we've come up with creative ways to play games. I know I've played Twister with Braille labels on the different spots that say the color. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I loved playing Twister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So fun. So ways to also adapt to games are using puff paint or hot hot glue to make like dots or outlines of things. Mm-hmm. That's all I have for that. Okay. So why don't yeah. take it away with uh, physical things that are tactile friendly with your hands? Yes. Okay, so they, these are not games, but there's still a really good um, digit tool. So um, if you just always feel like you have to, like, fidget with something, um, like there's Silly Putty, I love Silly Putty, I still do, Play-Doh, I still love Play-Doh, and, uh, I've never made slime, but I want to make slime, I've always wanted to do it, I think we should make slime together, that'd be fun. That'd be fun, they have really cool kits where you can put, like, little jewels in it, and, I want to make one with glitter. Things like that. Mm -hmm. They have they have all sorts of kits. Yeah, that would be cool. It's all the rage. Yes, yes. And, like, you know, fidget spinners. I have a few of those. I have these, like, uh, they're, like, these, like, little, like, tangle, like, things where you, like, pull them apart and you can just, like, make... It into like a shape or whatever. I think it was. I think it must have been like a, uh, like a college professor or somebody um, had one, and I was very drawn to it. And every time, it was a disability specialist. She had like all these like fidget thingies around her desk, and I was always drawn to it. And every time I would go in and talk to her about something, I would always just take it and like start fidgeting with it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I like things with texture. Yep, me too. I really wanted to get Silly Putty when I was losing my vision. Or like Gak. Gak was kind of popular years before that. That type of stuff. I really wanted to get that. I never did. But I really wanted to get that. Just because it's like when you... You're just sitting there and you lost your vision and like there's not really anything to look at. And you're just sitting there and it's just like 
I don't know, just something to keep you busy. I can't explain it. It's like you lose your your ability to like enjoy things. It, mm. If that happens after you lose your vision, it's like just having something to hold in your hand and do makes a big difference. Yeah, I remember when I was in first grade, one of my rewards was always silly putty Aww. for like working with my vision itinerant. She'd be like, okay, if you color in these lines or like, you know, type or do whatever, I have silly putty for you. And like, she would <laughs> awesome. give it to me and let me have it for me to take home. Oh, cool. And I, I think that's why I'm still very drawn to silly putty yeah. and like to textured things because she gave me that. So, <laughs> yes, I was a fidgety child. I'll say that. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I know you love bubble wrap and we almost kind of like, uh, we didn't fight over it, but. You can tell the story. I don't care. <laughs> so we were at a friend's house. Um, we were all getting together and a group of us were like on the couch socializing and Kimberly had like bubble wrap because she loves bubble wrap and I love popping bubble wrap too. So I wanted some like I like it was so long so I started popping a few and she's like no 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 it's my therapy it's my therapy and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like but I want to pop some too and she's like okay so she like let me have some <laughs> but just the way you said it it was so cute You're like, I, I don't remember me saying that I do remember finding it I think it was from a gift or our friend had it and I found it I'm like ooh, and then I was playing it with with later on and you're like oh can I have some and then that happened and I remember I was really really reluctant to give you some yes 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 you were yeah but I remember like it's my therapy and I'm like oh okay It really wasn't. I mean, just so everyone knows, like, I wasn't, it wasn't doctor prescribed or anything for me to pop up. <laughs> but just I the just, way you said it made me laugh. I know. I just said it because it's like. Well, not then, but I'm like, now it like, just makes me laugh every time I think about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. And so what is it that you want to get that's similar to that? I think you told me about it. I've seen them, but I've never felt them. My cousin's seven-year-old daughter has a lot of them because she likes them. They're called, like, these poppets, I think. Yeah, and you can get them out or something. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get them in, like, like, different shapes. And I want one so bad. So my friend gave me one of those for Christmas, and it's really bright. And she was, like, kind of embarrassed to give it to me, but she knows how much I like popping bubble wrap. And it was so funny because I was really excited about it. I'm like, no, no, it's okay because it's in the shape of a Mickey Mouse. And, like, I have, like, I swear I'm OCD or something because I have, like, a, I have to 
follow a certain pattern with it. Like for me, it's got to be the ears first, then between the ears, then the circle in the middle, then the circle between the circle. And it's like, it has to be in that pattern every time. I can't stray away from it. Same with bubble wrap, popping it. There's like a pattern I have to do. <laughs> it's like so weird, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. I have to get my hands on some. Uh, of the little poppets. I know there's ones that are like in the shape of a popsicle. Oh, I want and one. And I know Mickey Mouse. I'm not sure what all the shapes are though. Those are the only two I know of. Yeah, I think I saw one that's like in the shape of like a coffee cup and a cupcake. Oh, cool. Yeah, I really want some. Well, but... speaking of... Oh, go on. Yeah, and then... I have this, um, I don't know if it's meant to be a fidget toy or not, but I have this one that's, like, in the shape of, like, a braille cell, and, like, the cells, like, you can pop them, like, in or out to, um, well, you know, it's meant to learn braille, like, the braille letters. Yeah. So, I have one, and it has a braille cell, and... I love playing with it, and I remember when I went to training, I was so sad because I had forgotten it. That's a good tool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like this little thing with like the braille cell. Neat. And I love it. Well, with things that are like to do with your hands, similar to Play-Doh and stuff, there's kinetic sand. Ooh. And I experienced that for myself a couple years ago. And, like, it was so cool. I was like, this is so neat. It's, like, sand that's kind of stuck together. It's not, it's kind of gritty, but it's, it's like, you can form it. Where I guess I would compare it to sand being, like, when you make a sand castle, making it wet and stuff. But this is dry and it's uh they just call it kinetic sand and it comes in different colors and you can get molds for it you can get kits where you can like like the play-doh kits with like the little rolling pin and the oh my god that sounds like so like much that. fun and so therapeutic like yeah i got it for our friend joanne for her birthday a kit and she was pretty pretty happy with it and yeah, it's it's so cool. I wish they had it when we were kids. The stuff they come up with, you know, it's like no fair. No, I know. And I think it it, it helps people that, uh, how can I word this? That, like, sensory seeking? Is that? Yes. Is that, a, is that, is that the appropriate term for that? Like? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't want to, like, say anything that's not. No, I would I would consider that sensory seeking because in daycares they have sensory tables and they put water or rice or oh yeah I've seen stuff. that yeah where they have rice tables for toddlers that's yeah. really cool yeah when I worked at a daycare they uh, had one with like rice for a while and then you interchange it with other different sensory things but then it's kind of like where you have little toys and shovels and stuff and you can bury things and dig holes and 
stuff like that. They do that now with daycares, and I don't really remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. And and in classrooms, too. Now they have them, like, in kindergarten classrooms and stuff. Yep. Oh, my God. So one thing that I loved playing with when I was in preschool were um, koosh balls. Yeah. I don't know why I loved the the um the feeling of just holding them. Yeah. That in stress balls. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Now they have those like emoji ones where you squeeze it and the eyes pop out and stuff. <gasps> oh, how fun. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> They're like little I've seen them for like little keychains. And when I was, like, in high school, they had those, like, they would always have them by the registers, and they were, like, cows, and you squeezed them, and, like, it looked like poop coming out of their butt. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember those, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I, I think had one of those. <laughs> yep. But fidget spinners are really cool because you can get the kind that you just that are kind of round and have little things sticking out that you just spin or you can get the kind that like are like connecting and you just move like the blocks around and make different shapes and um I've seen a bunch of them and I I really like them I wish they had them when I was a kid to do I know have you seen the fidget cubes I don't have one but I want one no. Where they well, have, like, I think a little I might switch have. and... Oh, did you know that there's tactile Rubik's Cubes? Yeah. My niece can do, can solve, like, a regular one in under, like, four minutes. Wow, that's amazing. My cousin loves um, puzzles and Legos and um, Rubik's Cubes, and I remember... When he was a kid, he had one, and it took him a while to solve it, but he did it. Nice. Yeah, I remember those. So I told for people who are new to blindness, it's good to get them to have, like, matching tactile things to get that, like, sensory stuff going again. Uh, some people like to still do puzzles. One thing that I'm really glad that I found is a Braille United States puzzle because I, you know, my vision came and went until I was like 25 and then I haven't seen well since. So I kind of forgot where states were, like my geography is escaping me visually And so I wanted to get this United States puzzle that it has, like, the Braille, like, for us, it would have WI on the piece. And then you put it together and make the states. And it got me to remember, oh, yeah, that's where this state is. Okay, now I remember, that's where that state is. And it reinforced the image for me of where things were. Yeah, that's a really good, um, a really good thing to have, for sure. And I'm trying to think of something. I know I had something that I was gonna say, but it slipped my mind completely. Ugh, what was it? Oh, yes, okay, now I remember. 
I don't know if we brought this up in an episode before, but there are Braille Legos. Okay. I would love, would love to get my hands on Braille Legos, but here's the kicker. They are only being sold to teachers of blind students. Oh. And I get that. I think it's great that kids have a wonderful way to learn Braille with them. Mm-hmm. And they were made for that purpose. They weren't made for the general public, but they were made for teachers of blind students to get these kits and be able to use them with their blind students, which is awesome. And I really commend Lego for that. So are you saying, like, the Legos have Braille, like, the parts that stick up, they say Braille numbers or letters or... Oh, yep. okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yeah. Anything more that you want to add or say on this episode? That's all I had. Okay. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else to talk about. I think we've talked about a lot. But I do want to thank you guys for listening to us and for joining us on this episode today. It's been fun. You guys know where to find us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and please join our Patreon. We really can use all the support that we can get. And we love making content and we wanna make more, but we could only do it with your support. And also, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you could also email us if you have any questions or any ideas for a topic that we can discuss. Or if you know somebody that could be a guest on our show, just let us know. Do you want to give them that email, Kimberly? This is what blind looks like pod at gmail.com. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode, and be sure to tune in next time. Bye. Bye. it's Angie from the future here. I realized that we did not discuss audio games in this episode, but we will be discussing them in a future episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye!